Whether it's hot, whether it's cool, oh, what a spot for whistling like a fool. What a fine day to take a stroll and wander by the fishing hole. I can't think of a better way to pass the time of day. Hi, this is Kim Darby, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, along with her friends Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen, as we bring you this week in TV history. Tony's segment, as always, is brought to us by our friends at Story Salon, Southern California's longest-running, regularly performing live storytelling ensemble. Let's see, April 13, 1986, Return to Mayberry airs on NBC. One of the first real successful um, reunion reunion movies, you know, back in the '80s, and, and, and you know, we've talked about this before. The '80s and mid '80s was the time when you know, uh, uh, you know, network television was one generation old, and we started doing the sort of uh, what has become standard reunion shows, or um, uh, in some, in, it, it used to be you would do these. Um, made-for-TV movies where you're sort of doing like an extended episode like they did with Gilligan's Island, but nowadays yeah. they just yeah. do... Nowadays they, they and, just do and like And Gilligan's Island was... Return, uh, Rescue from Gilligan's Island was, I believe, 1978. 78. And I think that was... And they did it as... They could not get the two hours. They did it one hour, one Saturday, and then you tuned in the that's, following week and they did right. the second hour because they really didn't have a lot of faith in that. And that thing just went over like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. The message sent home should have been... When they were shooting in Honolulu, they did one segment in Honolulu where the survivors on the minnow, on, of the minnow are on this makeshift bamboo thatched hut raft coming into Honolulu Harbor. That's all they shot in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the island came out. That was Those were not extras. That, that was everybody on the island coming out to see those seven castaways come home. Exactly. And that alone should have been some sort of message that... People are going to dig this. Yeah. Not only do they want to see what finally happened after all these years of reruns, they actually care. And also keep in mind, the Coast Guard and the U.S. Navy for years were getting messages from people. Our, and I all due respect to our listeners, but some of uh, our TV fans might not be plugged into what we call reality. Yes. They were sending messages to the Coast Guard and to the Navy there are seven American citizens on this island. Why aren't you getting them off? Well, it goes it, it it goes back to what we have said before. I mean, you know, when when you make an investment in a set of you know characters every week, whether it's characters yeah. in a comedy show or a drama show, there you feel like they're a part of your, if not your extended family, they're people that you invite in your life and you grow you, attached they, to them. They there's are some, part there's, of there's your emotional investment. And we we've talked about this before. They are part of people wanted to see. Gilligan's Island end with them being rescued. I think uh, Hogan's Heroes fans wanted to see the war come to an end, and you know these guys, you know, they wanted some sense of closure. Yeah, and going back to Return to Mayberry, people wanted to see what happened to Opie, you know, what yeah. happened to Andy, and what happened to their old friends, you know, twenty five years after the fact. And and Andy Griffith, who uh, is a remarkable performer and also another person who was very shrewd behind the scenes, mm-hmm. created this wonderful town. And as much as I make fun of Defiance, Ohio, I am so grateful that I had that in my past, mm-hmm. living there for seven years with my grandparents, because I do have a small town in my in, in, in my past and my roots, and I do have a great appreciation for the, what that has, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to, you know, then later moving to L.A. I think uh, Andy gave 
uh, I, I would say ba basically uh, urbanites, anybody who have been born and raised and, and been in metropolitan area areas, uh, a small town for their past. Mm -hmm. And it's you know something that they grew up watching. And if they did not have it in real life, they had it as Mayberry. So when this aired on TV, I remember I was with my college roommates and and uh, two of the four roommates grew up in L.A. all of their life. Uh, I had a little pass in Ohio. One of our roommates had a little pass in, in, in South Dakota. But the two that only lived in the city, the first reaction when they saw the town and they saw the people and they heard the theme song is that I feel like I'm going home. Yeah. You know, and that's the one thing you want to pound, whether you like the show, not like the show. Uh, it was there was a sense of going home and the magic that Andy had created in 50 plus years ago now. Mm -hmm. He was able to somehow keep going with this uh, reunion special. The fact that we're not just talking about the Andy Griffith show, you know, more than 50 years after the fact, but the fact that it is still being played um i i haven't checked i mean I, I know most of the shows have been released on dvd but um uh at one of the local stations down here uh in in los angeles uh, airs it twice a day uh, in the mornings and i believe uh, i think tv land still runs it as part of yeah, the lineup yeah. so uh and and there was a stretch i don't i don't know whether this is the case right now but there's a stretch uh, uh, uh up to up to about five or six years ago, where the Andy Griffith reruns at ten o'clock Eastern time were one of the highest rated um, show uh, hours on the Nick and that lineup, and that just goes. I, to sh I you don't know. doubt it. And, and and here's the thing: we always talk about how the younger generation hates black and white. Yeah. Not only do they give Andy Griffith a pass, everyone loves the black and white episodes <laughs> more than the, the color, color yeah. episodes yeah. that yeah. came. Later now, maybe because one of the most popular characters Barney Fife, is Knotts. Barney Fife. Yeah. You know, he his last episode was the last black and white, white episode. Yeah. He he got two Emmys as guest star on on the color episodes, but you know that and and he is. You look at any favorite character top ten, top one hundred list. He's always in the top five yeah. if he's not number one. And and this is you know this is a character that's well over fifty years old, a black and white character, and people, uh, you know, people who weren't even alive when he was Mister Furley, let alone Barney Fife, love this character. Yeah. So there is something very special, and I think one of the key ingredients that Andy created that stands the test of time. Andy gave these characters a sense of dignity. Mm -hmm. They were not sophisticated people. But they, by no way, shape, or form, were stupid. No, not at all. Oh, no. And 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 very much. And at a time when television, then and now, at a time when television will, for the sake of a joke, adjust a character's IQ points. Mm -hmm. And we saw it a lot with Gilligan. We saw it with Maxwell Smart. We see it with Woody on Cheers. Uh, you know, jumping ahead a couple of decades, we would adjust that character's IQ point for the sake of a punchline, for the sake of a laugh. And Andy had a standing rule. If it affected the integrity of the character, we are going to throw that joke out. And and at the same time, by respecting the integrity of the character, he's also respecting the intelligence and the integrity of his audience. Exactly. And even though the show was set in 1960, it was really another time. Yeah. It really was a simpler time. 
and uh, the questions have been asked here in, 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 in the Carolinas at this time. Uh, they did avoid certain controversy. You didn't see people of color in Mayberry necessarily, mm -hmm. unless there was a big crowd scene. Yeah. You might see people of color uh, when they would go to Mount Pilot, or which was the big city for them. But they really they wanted also the show to be somewhat of an escape, even though they were entering a time period where there was a lot of serious stuff. They yeah. knew that this show was an escape. And so they would avoid uh, a lot of that controversy. I think they, if they decided to tackle it, I think they probably would have attacked it, attacked it with the brilliance that they tackled everything else. And it probably would stand up to anything that we're doing right now. Uh, but they really created this this wonderful little escape. And the fact that we're talking about it and, and really seriously dissecting it is, is a tribute to Andy and everyone else who did that. And, so, and not only that, but uh, when Andy left in, at the end of the 67-68 uh, season, it, it carried on for three years without him as Mayberry RFD. Mary, Mayberry RFD. Ken, um, uh, Ken, Barry. Ken, Ken, Barry. Ken Barry, thank you. Did a, did a nice job at the at the helm. I don't think he knew what he he, he signed on for. He just noticed no. the character was created, and all of a sudden he was in every scene with Andy. Yeah, <laughs> and but and, but and, and, but but again, you talk. He was being groomed. He was and he being didn't know groomed. Him. And 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 again, we we talked about this a few segments back. It's not like Andy just left. And just okay, Ken, you're on your own. But he there was a nice little there was transition. A, there was a transition. Andy had basically uh, was it Sam Jones. Mm -hmm. Uh, if Andy went out somewhere, Sam, come with me. All right. For no apparent reason, <laughs> from, I think from the viewer's standpoint and from uh, Ken Berry's standpoint, why am I here? You know, because he was like the city, um, the, the councilman. Councilman, right. And it's like, you know, why do you need the councilman to go out to the farm? Yes. Uh, to whatever business Andy had to do because you're like, going to be the lead in a couple of months yeah <laughs> and i want my show to continue <laughs> and and that was but even after that yeah. andy was you know and and the first and the pilot of mayberry rfd was andy and helen's wedding mm -hmm. so he had a happy ending he had a happy to the andy griffith show basically yes. and barney was there too barney was yes. the best man yes. and so it really focused around there and there was a nice little transition aunt b went to to uh be the housekeeper for the uh yes for the Jones family for the first season. And all of Andy's friends were, were Sam's friends. Yeah. <laughs> Which was very convenient. Howard and... Um, Goober. Goober. And uh, who was the, uh, Paul Hartman's character, who's uh, Emmett. 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 Yeah. Emmett, who came in after uh, Floyd. Yes, and, and... exactly. And uh, you know, so it, 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 as they say, the Andy Griffith show continued for three years without Andy as Mayberry RF. Yeah. Speaking of Floyd, there is a franchise of barbershops. Yeah. Called Floyd's Barbershop. And, and actually, and uh, Mayberry probably would have continued another year or so because it was doing pretty well on Monday nights, but just it, it ended at the end of the 71 season as part of that great purge. Of that great all purge. Uh, Pat Buttram had said that they, they canceled anything with a tree in it. They yeah. got rid of Andy. And Andy, we also owe uh, for the success of all the Paul Henning shows. Mm -hmm. Beverly Petty, Hillbillies, Petticoat, Petticoat Junction, Green Acres. Green Acres. Yeah. All, all the rural comedies uh, really owe a great deal of thanks to, to Andy Griffith yes. there. This Week in TV History now has its own podcast you can enjoy. This Week in TV History with Tony Figueroa on Megaphone and wherever else you find podcasts. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, 
or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.